Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. And again, you're listening to Community Matters. Funding received under the 340B program by local health care centers like the Chautauqua Center and Evergreen Health is being threatened by a carve-out by New York State. TCC CEO Mike Pease explains. We have the Chautauqua Center CEO Michael Pease on the line with us to talk about an issue that has been going on for some federally qualified health care centers and other facilities in western New York. So thanks for taking time to be with us today. Oh, no problem. So... This is something I've heard of called 340B, and, you know, for someone who had worked in government at one point, you know, we're used to hearing all different kind of acronyms and shortcut names for things. What is this 340B that is so concerning to TCC right now and other facilities? So the 340B program is, so the easiest way to explain it is it's a, uh, it's a pharmacy program that offers that where we have the ability to offer medications to uh, patients uh, at a greatly discounted price. And there is built into that program the difference between that reduced price and what the manufacturing price generally is. There's a savings um, where the organization is able to take that money and reinvest it into programs that support the patients that it serves. So it does two things. It offers uh, significantly reduced prices for medications uh, to patients. And the second thing is it offers a, a another form of income for organizations like uh, us, uh, as well as other health centers, hospital systems, Ryan White uh, clinics. Um, we are, most of us participate in this program and we reinvest those, those dollars that we programs like care coordination, case management, transportation, uh, translation services, things that we don't traditionally get reimbursed for so we can offer the patient a better uh, experience. And my understanding is that this funding, is this federal funding or is this funding that comes through the state? So it's twofold. It There is a... It's a federal program, but New York State, for example, is currently trying to, I'll use the words they use, they're trying to carve out the Medicaid patients, basically saying they want to take the savings that the health centers and hospitals and others get currently and put it into their coffers and decide what to do with those savings rather than allowing the organizations who are providing the care to use those savings in a, in a way that we're much better positioned to um, determine what our patients need. So uh, it, it's, like I said, it's a, it's a federal program, but the state is trying to 
attempting to redesign the way in which those savings are distributed so they would go back to the state rather than the providers. Mm -hmm. Is this something that is under legislation that the program's sunsetting, or is this something that was voted on by the state legislature to do this carve-out? Two years ago, it was in Governor Cuomo's proposed budget was... um, Oh, geez, I'm trying to think of the right word. Mm -hmm. It it was uh, kind of furloughed, if you will, for two years um, or or paused for two years while there was hopefully a solution that was um, uh, determined that would be beneficial to all organizations. Uh, In short, there was not a lot of work done um, by uh, the state to figure out different alternative ways to... Uh, make sure the program wasn't being and we're now back at the table with this being in the current proposal from Governor Hochul although there is growing um, uh, there a growing desire from our state legislators and senators to come up with an alternative way of of making sure that the program is being implemented in full transparency and in the right way so that organizations like us can continue to use those resources to provide needed services in our communities. Are you able to talk to, like, if, say, that this program sunsets or or ends, uh, I'm thinking it must end at the end of the fiscal year, maybe by in April, um, what is the financial impact to the Chautauqua Center? So just for TCC, the financial impact is a lot year. Um, oh, so I, it's, it's, for some reason that the audio cut you off, so I didn't say I didn't hear you say how. Oh, I'm, hmm? I'm sorry, it's, hmm? it's over two million. So it's a significant loss for us, um, and support. You know, again, we use that money to support our care coordination program. Our case management services, translators that we have on staff, um, a lot of different things. We, we transport uh, medications to the patient's homes. That isn't reimbursable in normal ways, so we use that money to pay for the home delivery of those medications. So we use those, the money in a lot of ways to make life easier for our patients and the community. Um, so those programs, while we certainly would not want to get rid of those programs, if that funding goes away, we're going to have to reassess what it is that we'll be able to do long-term with programs that are not reimbursable. How, and I don't know if you can speak to other organizations and how they would be affected. I know, I've heard that Evergreen Health Services is another um, health organization in our community that would be affected if this carve-out goes through. Yes. Uh, So, like I said, <clears throat> so they're a Ryan White Health Center, but they're also a federally qualified health center in their Buffalo area now and, and soon to be a uh, uh, look, lookalike clinic in the Jamestown area. But, yes, they will they'll lose significant. In fact, because of the type of patients <clears throat> they serve, which tend to be folks, you know, with HIV issues or hep C or, or they serve general community as well, but they, they tend to be more of a, uh, a niche type of organization, which is critical for the 
the services that we need for patients in all throughout Western New York, their their loss is significantly more than what we would experience. And um, again, in speaking with their executive, their CEO, um, we know that they would have to consider what programs they could continue to run as well. And uh, in short, I'll just say, you know, cutting cutting this these resources out, just like any business, you get a significant loss, you have to reassess what you're able to do. Um, if those, you know, if services go away, patients' outcomes tend to get worse. So, uh, and the one other thing I'll say is, wow, it certainly would affect, you know, Brooks, UPMC, they all have their own pharmacy programs. It's the same 340B funding pot that uh, they they run their programs through. And again, I'm not super familiar with what they use their you know their, their program income for, so I don't want to speak for them or anyone else. But I can't imagine they wouldn't have to reassess their programs if that money goes away. Mm-hmm. What are, is is there something that you as a TCC and other organizations are doing right now to try to combat this carve out from happening? So we've been working with uh, the Save the Safety Net Coalition of New York State. Um, in addition to Evergreen, actually, has taken the lead for Western New York. And uh, <clears throat> Mike Lee, specifically from Evergreen Health Services, has really done a lot of good work with our elected officials and other organizations and trying to educate them on the importance of these resources. And, in fact, they came up with, in conjunction with other folks, we came up with an alternative uh, proposal that has been shared with the both the senators and legislators, or yeah, representatives in New York State on how we could continue to get the the benefit of the program as health centers, but also how we could how we would ensure that the programs. Uh, Guidelines are being met from the standpoint of reinvesting those dollars in programs that are supportive and things like that. So um, there is a way that this could benefit both the state, the the community, which is the most important, as well as us as providers um, of those services. So we think there's a really good alternative that, again, actually has been a... uh, presented, and I believe it's in, on, the, on the legislature's side that that's been presented, um, and we're waiting for that to be presented on the Senate side as well. So we're hopeful that it will get enough traction, because to your point, you are correct, as of April 1st, that program would stop uh, the way that it's running currently, and we just we can't go a day without the resources that we need to continue to provide the services that we do. Mm-hmm. Mike, is there anything else that you'd like to add or, or share with us about this program and, and your efforts around it? No, I just say that just like any other program, you know, when it's being used in the right way, which health centers are required to do because of the statutory limitations we have on how we can use those resources and um, <clears throat> the guidance that we receive from our federal as well as state organizations, then it's a benefit to the community. And just, just like any other organization, 
there's a program where there could be some misuse, then I feel like the target should be, you know, on organizations, regardless of who they are, uh, that are misusing a program. So our ask consistently has been, and I'll say we've gotten support from from Andy Goodell and George Barolo in this case. So we are very happy with our elected officials from the support that we've received and their understanding that we need these dollars to continue to come to us, um, that we, we feel strongly that there has to be an alternative outcome so that we can continue to provide the needed services that we do. Well, Mike Peace, thank you so much for taking the time to explain all this program to us. Yes, I, and I appreciate the opportunity to share the information with you guys. And, uh, again, we're looking forward to a positive outcome, and uh, have a nice day.